welcome to Famous First Times. I'm Ian. My name's Dominic. Uh, we've been away for a little while, mid-season break. Mid-season break, just hunkering down, trying to stay away from the COVID. And finding loads of great shagging stories for oh, you as well. Oh, yes. So this is a podcast about famous people and their sex lives. We're going to like see if we can find stories about famous people doing shagging sex and all that kind of dick and funny stuff that you come to know and love from us. Yeah, mainly virginity stories, if we can get them, and also a good bit of other dirty stuff. Anyway, do you want to know who we're doing today? I want to know who we're doing today, who we're doing today. We're doing two guys who hate each other, like fucking hate each other. Right. And they're Justine Frischman's boys. So that is... Damon Albarn. And... Brett Anderson. Brett Anderson. What do you reckon of Blur? What do you reckon of Damon? I fucking yeah, I love Blur. I think hmm? I think most of Blur's music is great. Damon, not so sure about. He seems a bit up himself. He's always very serious in interviews, or he is these days. Mm. What do you think? What about Shagging? Where do you think he treats women? I think back in the nineties, at least, he was just a fucking lad, wasn't he? Just like full on towny lad. Yeah, shagging about and just. Treating women a bit shitty, really. I think that was his thing. Mm. So, how do you think he lost his virginity? I don't know, Ian. I think he probably had a girlfriend and he went on a few dates and then went in a room and had sex. Okay. That's how I think it went down. I can't imagine it being anything else than the thing that I've got in my head, which is just boring. <laughs> right, okay. Well, he's, he's never done an autobiography. And I hope he does one day, but it wouldn't be as revealing as, as what I've got here. Have you fired? Not yet. Oh, can you smell that? No. It's a fucking dog, man. Got one brewing, though. Oh, man. I might as well let mine out now. Just then. go for it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, come on, let's fucking... Yeah. Right, yeah, so I've got a couple of magazines. Uh, the Select Sex Issue from 93, and a really long graphic interview in Loaded in 1994. But yeah, let's start with the Select ones, a couple here. Like normal with the interviews, I'll ask the questions and uh, you answer them. Okay, so this is from Select. Uh, what's your favourite sexual fantasy? It's an extrasexual fantasy, usually related to male-dominant roles like secretaries and people like that. Sort of common girls. <laughs> ever had a homosexual experience? Have I ever penetrated a man? No. Do you use pornography? In our flat at home, which I share with my girlfriend, we've got a lot of pornography just because we like looking at naked bodies and people having sex. That's Justine Frischman, by the way. He's, he was on about that. Yeah. Shows his girlfriend. Yeah. Final question from this select one. Who did you fancy as a young boy? Dark-skinned people. <laughs> Not me, that's really fucking wrong to that's say. That's pretty wrong. pretty weird. Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, actual virginity story here. So this this is from Loaded, 1994. Uh, how did you lose your cherry? I lost it at the age of 15 in a semi-detached ass 
at the back of the school in Stanway, Essex, to a 17-year-old girl called Jane, who was the daughter of a district nurse. I'd been going out with her for four months, and because she was the oldest, she called it shots and decided that the time was right. We laid down on a very clean bed, we did the business, and then I walked home and I had a nice cup of tea and a fancy bun. (laughs) (laughs) These days, I could write a thousand songs about an experience like that. I just didn't have any perspective on it then. (laughs) I just remember walking out of her ass, rubbing my hands and thinking... Well, I've done it at last. The earth didn't move. I was just relieved I didn't fuck a virgin. Why didn't you want to fuck a virgin? I know, yeah, what, what's the deal there? What, what's the problem? It's like, like guys, like young guys wanted to fuck virgins. It's a deflowering thing, isn't it? Yeah. I think he wanted it to be good. Yeah. Experienced woman. Uh, who was the first pop star you wanted to shag? The first pop star I fancied was Adam Ann, uh, but I wouldn't have wanted to shag him. I, I never went through that latent homosexual phase. I never even thought of sticking a carrot up my bottom or anything like that. <laughs> I wouldn't get an hard on looking at another bloke, but I like the idea of bisexuality. It's just that I'm not physically capable of coming up with the goods. I say this though, I'm more homosexual than Brett Anderson. (laughs) Always have been. As far as bisexuality goes, I've had a little taste of that particular fruit, or I've been tasted, you might say, but I've I've never been able to get very excited about that at all. When you get down to it, you can't be a good pair of (laughs) teeth. Bang on that. <laughs> you can't argue with that. Can't argue with that. Dissing Brett Anderson. Why is he getting fucking yeah. bra- irate about him in the like, It's like, yeah, well, at least I fucking had my dick sucked. What do you like, Brett Anderson? I'm gayer than Brett. I'm gayer than you. <laughs> it was like, it was a real competition then. It was like more fucking adventurous. Yeah, it was more. None of them yeah. actually like guys at all. This guy. Claims he likes Adam Ant, but he's like, oh, but I'd never get a boner over him. But I'd never actually think about like his dick because I don't like dicks. But like, you know, I had his posters and that. But he likes the idea of bisexuality. He's got to get that in there. I like the idea of it. Like it. But yeah. I'm just, just not capable. He just wants everyone to think he is. He's no interest in guys at all. Uh, having to taste that particular fruit, I have been tasted, you might say. So he's he's been sucked off. He's saying that he's been sucked oh, up I by a guy. That's what it means. Yeah, but in the select one, if you go back to that, he said the opposite. Well, he's saying anything apart from that could have happened. Yeah. Why didn't they just go, yeah, but you had your dick sucked? Yeah, why is he talking like legal, like he's up in yeah. court? Yeah. <laughs> just like, I asked about a homosexual experience, Damon. Tell me <laughs> about the homosexual experiences that you have encountered. All right, someone's tasted my fruit. There you go. <laughs> there you go. My fruit has been tasted. <laughs> Your honour. Well, you can tell by this point, he's Mr. Parklife, country house. Tips oh, yeah, and pay three goals. Nothing's going to dethrone him, is it? Yeah, so he's, he's up for anything. Say what he wants. Saying so, yeah, he can't beat a good pair of tits. Saying shit like that, he thinks that's... And also, like... Fine. 
kind of androgyny is a bit more acceptable now. But he's making it really clear to the loaded readers that he just cannot get a bone look at another guy. So don't worry, guys, lads. I'm bisexual, but they just can't. It, I'd get love my to be. But can't happen. Next question. What about wanking? The only wanking any doubt I have is that there was this buzz at our school about bottles of fozine. They reckon that, right, if you cut the bottle in half and slipped it over the end of your dick while lying in the bath, uh, the suction power will bring you off. If you had a particularly small dick, <laughs> cut the bottle at the top. If you were more generously endowed, you slice it in the middle where it started to widen out. Sadly, it never did much for me, though it did leave me slightly chafed. Weird shit. Yeah, I thought that is a bit of shampoo bottle. Thank you. That. Just someone that's really stuck with him from like school, isn't it? But it had to be Vosine. Yeah, why is he putting that branding? That brand but like, brand. if it was, if Vosine was so fucking perfect for it, why would you have to start fucking stabbing at it with scissors? If you had a, <laughs> like, if your dick weren't the exact same size as it, you just find a bottle that was a different size. <laughs> yeah. Were you a particularly enthusiastic masturbator? Not really. You get these kids who would beat themselves off seven or eight times a day. I couldn't understand that. Never felt the need. I was never a Guinness Book of Records candidate in that respect. As far as I'm concerned, that kind of overactivity is a sign of a vacant mind. People who wank seven times a day have got no more between their ears than Mrs. Smith who lives next door with her cats. <laughs> Damn right, yeah. <laughs> Stupid woman with a cat. Fuck off. <laughs> yeah, what's wrong Fucking with Mrs. Smith. Fucking prick. That's just a normal woman who has cats, yeah, isn't it? And he's really fucking that he like. And why is he being so self-righteous about people who wank? People can, if people want to wank, they can fucking wank, Damon. You're not the fucking wank police, are you? <laughs> Sign of a vacant mind. I know, that's like... fucking. A priest would say, like an yeah. 18th century priest. <laughs> Were you always successful with girls? I must admit that I always found it incredibly easy to get off with girls. I always seemed to attract older girls. I was into drama and music. I used to walk around with a volume of Karl Marx under my arm. <laughs> I must have seemed sophisticated. And most of the elder girls saw me as this kind of romantic Byron figure. (laughs) (laughs) And consequently, they wanted to shag my brains out. I had a few complaints about that, obviously. How did you feel when girls first wanted to shag you because you were famous? It helped a lot that I was at ease with my sexuality before I became famous. So I was never like a child let loose in a candy store. A lot of pop stars who are sexually inexperienced tend to get a bit fucked up when their old groupie thing starts. I sound a fair few wild oats in my time and I feel all the better for it. But I wouldn't think about settling down until I was completely spent. (laughs) How would you define the sexuality of Blur? The good thing about Blur is that we don't make a virtue of the fact that we're quite sexy. <laughs> Mick Jagger is considered sexy because he's announced the fact that he is sexy. I find all that quite amusing. <laughs> Madonna's the best example of that type of thing. We're talking about a woman with miserable skin who's considered to be the world's greatest sex symbol. 
She's living proof of the fact that there's nothing less sexy than sex, especially when it's being waved in your face 24 hours a day. What? (laughs) (laughs) What she does with her sexuality is like the equivalent of the Super Mario Brothers. It's all a massive overstatement. I'd like to think Blur is much more subtle. What a prick. What a fucking... I'm such a Puritan about stuff, isn't it? Yeah, and it's not just the fucking wanking stuff. It's such a prude about, like, other people having a different kind of way of expressing themselves. Yeah, yeah. It's not sexy to be sexy. You've only got to be sexy by pretending you're not sexy, but actually swaggering about like you're fucking God's gift all the time. It is, yeah, what? It's like, like he thinks that he's hidden his sexuality. But that it's really powerful inside like, and, and really everyone can powerful, sense it. hidden sexuality. No, you're just a fucking peacock swaggering about like you're fucking... Hot shit. What's this as well? The equivalent of Super Mario Brothers. What's that meant mean? Is that is he saying Super Mario Brothers is terrible? Like a, it sounds like a fucking Wait, nana, what? doesn't it? What, what she does with her sexuality is like the equivalent of Super Mario Brothers. Be more specific yeah. about what Super Mario Brothers so does. The equivalent of a, a, is sexy. Her sexuality is the equivalent of a worldwide phenomenon that billions of people love. That's what he's saying, but, yeah. but it is a no. It's all shit. He's a fucking eight-year-old granny. There's no right fucking stuff. way he's not played Super Mario Brothers and enjoyed the fuck out of it. Yeah, starts to hate him more. Right, here we get to some good stuff. Cunnilingus. Is it all it's cracked up to be? I don't even have to read that before I know the answer's fucking no. (laughs) (laughs) No. 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 I think that it's better to abstain and leave things up to the imagination. People who start licking fannies all the time are just disgusting perverts. And I don't like them. I'll read what he's actually said. Go on. See them anywhere near. I'm quite ambivalent about cunnilingus. Recalcipedes. <laughs> now I can see that it's an important arrow in any man's quiver. I think that it's appeal. It's a lot to do with how many drinks you've had, and whether a woman has washed down there recently. <laughs> Fucking <laughs> <no>. <laughs> if you've had a skinful, it don't matter so much that she hadn't been near a bath or of late. But I'm no expert on the subject. I mean, I don't need a diagram to show me where the clitoris is. But <laughs> I'm quite a long way from mastering the art of going down. I reckon a 65-year-old pensioner is always going to be far better at it than someone my age it's a case of practice makes perfect. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's got that sus, hasn't he? He's horrible, isn't he? It's such a nasty piece of work. Man. He's just trying to be a cunt, isn't he? He's got to be. That's it's just him trying to rile people up. I think he's putting it on. I think it's just how he thinks. And I think fame's gone to his head because he's at the peak of his fame here. Bragging that he don't go down on women. Yeah. But he knows what the clitoris is. It's not, it's not fucking... I don't need amateur. a diagram. I'm a yeah. fucking... I could do it great if I wanted to. <laughs> yeah, that's what he's saying, isn't it? Yeah. If I wanted to lick a fanny, I'd be a fucking ass. <laughs> but I don't like to because I don't like how they smell. <laughs> that's what he's saying, that's isn't it? That's it, isn't it? And the weird thing about a 65-year-old pension is going to be better. Why, why did he put that kind of horrible image that's in there? A, that's what I was in. on about with him, just like, just saying shit for the sake of it. Yeah, yeah, that's provocative. It's just it? like... Yeah. 
he's had a few lines of coke and he's just like saying first thing that comes into his head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, six old people, old people could probably do it better. Think about old people looking funny. Yeah. Next question. <laughs> <laughs> How about going down on a lass when she's got the painters and decorators in? I won't fucking dream of it. That's fucking <laughs> disgusting. Oh, fucking blood mushing that's, around all over your face. That's not, Fuck off. That's not his words. That's oh, not yeah, his I words. really read from him. <laughs> channeling him. He's looking at his seance. <laughs> I don't need to read that anymore. I'm, I'm in his brain. <laughs> I am him. I am him now. <laughs> right. I think it largely depends on how much you're in and giving pleasure to someone else. It also depends on how heavy the flow is. If we're talking Niagara Falls, you might want to explore other possibilities for the time being. There are advantages, though, to that time of the month. <laughs> for a start, a woman's tits are biggest when she's having a period, so you might fancy concentrating on them for a bit. He's fucking horrible, isn't he? He's really <laughs> horrible. <laughs> what did you say this in fucking press? I'm thinking that's all right, that's not going to come back on you. He thinks of, like, tits are, like, noticeably bigger. So it's like, oh, fucking jugs. <laughs> yes, oh, bad. Diving. Oh, it's so bouncing. <laughs> bouncing jugs. Nonsense. Nonsense, isn't it? Don't look at the fucking... Don't look at the minge. Too much shit going on down there. <laughs> Favourite sexual positions? I'm up for anything, basically. The classic wheelbarrow position is always good one to fall back on. My own particular favourite is the French maid position, which, for the benefit of the uninitiated, involves a fair bit of bending down and picking up imaginary feather dafters. <laughs> <laughs> you can't go wrong with the French maid, in my opinion. He's made that up. That's not a fucking thing, that. And it sounds shit as well, just, just like bending and picking, picking up so bending and picking things up. What? So you're shagging someone, right? They're bent over, and then, well, no, no, you're shagging someone, and they're not bent over. She's a French maid, so she's like dusting. Yeah. So you're shagging her, and then she bends over to pick up a feather duster, and she drops a feather duster, and she picks that up. A lot of, lot of pantomime involved in it. That's like a position. That's not like a role play thing. That's just one of the sexual positions. It's not a position, though, is it? It's a fucking acting out some bollocks. Yeah. I've never heard of that. They're French mad. Describe the kind of women who give you the horn. So as far as celebrities go, there's uh, Nanette Newman, who's always worked wonders for me. And also Nina Cherry. I think she's very nice. I like Caribbean girls, uh, Indian girls, uh, African girls, and Mediterranean girls. (laughs) I don't like... Orientals at all. <laughs> well, I like them, but I, I never fancy them. <laughs> I'm not a legs man or a tits man. Personally, I, I prefer the whole package. I never found the women in carry-on films remotely attractive. Uh, even Barbara Windsor. They was always too Anglo-Saxon and uh, plump-thighed for my liking. <laughs> so stop, stop. You can... See his mind, like, trying to fucking stop what he's saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he gave a hint to this in these selects one a couple of years earlier when he said, he like, what kind of women did you fancy growing up? He just said dark-skinned women. Dark-skinned women. Because he's already weird. But now he's very specific about where in the world he wants women and, to come from. And it's everyone apart from Orientals. That's everybody. Like, fuck those bitches. <laughs> I don't like those 
And the women in Carry On films, too Anglo-Saxon and plump-thighed for his liking. Plump-thighed? I mean, no one asked him if you like... Do you, do you like the Carry On women? Damon Albarn. <laughs> it just brought no them one said, I don't like Carry On women. <laughs> That's all I got to wank over when I was a kid and I'm pissed off about it. <laughs> but I do like Nina Cherry and Nanette Newman. They never expected him to just reel off a load of nations. <laughs> yeah, it's really... That's not what they're asking you. Not like a fetish, like a grim fetish that he's got. Yeah. But he's more focused on the ones he doesn't like. He's more he's more keen to get across the fact that he doesn't like Oriental. <laughs> Weird answer, that, isn't it? Yeah. Fucking mental. Given the chance, would you give the Queen a good seeing to? This loaded a fucking ace, aren't they? Asking these questions. <laughs> fucking hats Once off, you've man. got him on a roll like this, you might as well ask questions. Just say like anything, that. any fucking Why thing. Why not? <laughs> Who's give this interview? Man? Props to them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have to admit that I quite fancied the young Elizabeth Regina. I'd have been happy to have given her one when she first came to the throne. Not just because she was a queen, I just thought she was very sexy. The same goes for that Princess Margaret, who seemed like a bit of a gower. They both lost it a bit recently, though. I don't honestly think I'd be too tempted these days. And would I shag Prince Philip? Nah. He's Greek, isn't he? <laughs> What's the... What is that? Why is that like it's acknowledged amongst everyone that Greeks are horrible and you would <laughs> never fuck a Greek? Oh, well, yeah, Prince Philip, classic horrible Greek. <laughs> yeah, he's so racist, isn't he? So fucking <laughs> racist. And this is the guy who's like super right on at the moment, doing loads of world music. And oh yeah, too. he's like that's his thing now. And he's saying discovering. I mean, he's always had that African and um, Caribbean fetish. That's why he's fucking going round to all these different countries, isn't it? So he can just go round and like, oh, oh there's a fucking Caribbean woman. Oh, you can be on my album. Uh, let's just like have you fucking wank me off or whatever <laughs> or like let's go to Africa and fucking listen to some ethnic music that I don't understand but at least I'll get my end away <laughs> and I'll We're pretend so- that I like it when I put it out on a fucking you've, some compilation you've sussed him we've sussed Damon he's a fucking sleaze he's a sleaze and this whole thing that he's got now about being into like world music and being a champion of like other cultures. It is because, quote, I like Caribbean girls, Indian girls, African girls, and Mediterranean girls. I don't like Orientals at all. Has he ever done any Oriental Never. music? Right, there we go. Never. He's a fucking racist. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first. This isn't sex, but a little bonus question. Who are your heroes? Well, I was never going to sit in a room listening to fucking Morrissey or fucking Robert Smith <laughs> or fucking Brett fucking Anderson. <laughs> so mad. So mad. <laughs> it's all a big con to me. <laughs> it's selling the audience short in the worst way imaginable. That's why I can understand kids who are into rave music these days. They can dress out and they can go to clubs. They're very attractive and the dancing is very sexual. (laughs) The whole attitude is very positive. It's also much healthier than stuff like The Cure and bands like that who I regard as malignancy. Thank God kids these days have gotten someone like me to look up to. (sighs) Hate him. Who else does he fucking hate Brett, man? He robbed Brett's girl. So what's the fucking... Why is he still pissed off? Oh, he's just... um... Jealousy, innit? 
So that's Damon Alpine for you. Yeah, Damon, done. Bullshit, bullshit scale, what do you reckon? Well, I don't think he's bullshitting at all. I think, he's, I think he's said too much, if anything. I don't know. There's, I think there's a lot of bullshit there, to be honest. I think he's just a fucking coked-up dickhead just spouting off. There's not a lot of facts about like stuff that happened, is there? It's just all things that he thinks. Yeah, there's a lot of bluster. Yeah, most of it's not storage. It's just him speaking his brains. I don't think he's really thought any of it through. Mm. And he probably would cringe at listening to that now. Oh, he'd fucking hate it now. I really hope it gets to him. I hope this episode gets to him. If anyone's listening, share send it to it, him. Send, send it to him. Damon. Send it to his house. I'm a bit disappointed because I... I I didn't really have much of an opinion of Damon, but I thought, like you know, I like his music, and I thought he'd probably be an okay guy deep down, but mm. he doesn't come across as an okay guy. No. When I didn't expect to dislike him, but I do. He comes across as the guy from Country House, so the Country House video that had Page Three Girls in it. Yeah. Joe so He comes across as that guy, and he's obviously majorly disowned it now. But he still said these words. He still fought this for many years, what, what he's saying in this interview. And this is how he made his millions. Yeah. That's what allowed like him to do all his art. kind of guy. Yeah. And he didn't make his millions up being this, like, woke guy who goes around being a white saviour and fucking exposing all these cultures that no one gives any credit to. But we should give him his dues that he, I'm sure he's repented that. that yeah, well, he has repented that era apart. Like, he don't speak about it with any fondness does it and he has gone on to do good things from it so he's a prick but he's kind of has he made amends has he made up for it with what he's doing now don't, don't know. know don't know don't know but yeah bullshit yeah you're right you know he does big himself up too much he's saying like it would be great at oral sex if he wanted to do it but he just don't want to do it and he would be bisexual but he don't want he can't he physically can't <laughs> there's a lot of bollocks in it isn't there? a lot of bullshit a lot of bullshit woke car cancelled he's a naughty man I'm gonna say cancelled just because I don't think he's very fucking clued up at this point. All the fucking different races that he fancies and like reducing women to just parts, plump thighed, too plump thighed, things like that. Yeah. I mean, he's, he comes across like a fucking tool. But if you look at him now, he is woke now. As, a, so as, a, as an adult man. Give me the story of his fucking shagging antics now. <laughs> Do you know what? He actually got asked in The Guardian about a couple of years ago, like, talking about sex, and he just refused to answer. Just completely <laughs> refused. So that's his stance now. He, well, must, he must fucking hate that this is out there. He must fucking hate young Damon Alba. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I like to think he's realised the errors of his ways. Yeah, but, maybe he has. Maybe he's not. All we know is that he's got these stories and he's a bit of a prick. And that's what we're basing it on. Yeah, this one interview <laughs> that in 1994. <laughs> just holding it out in front of him. That's hang him! Hang him! <laughs> <laughs> well, he won't talk about it now, so that's all we've got. Yeah, that's like true. That's all we've got to go off for yeah. his, his sex pattern. <laughs> you fucked it, Damon. It's like we keep saying, Dom. You, you can't, can't unring a bell. Yes, you always say that. From this evidence, there's no way he's not cancelled. Yep. More cancelled than Oasis. So they win that one as well. Bringing the old Oasis blur battle. This is about Brett and Damon. And coming up next, guys. 
Brett Anderson. Brett Anderson, Ian. Of the band Suede. Oh, of the band Suede, that Brett Anderson. Do you like Suede? Did you like Suede? Never got Suede, never really understood the appeal of them. Really? I thought you would have been into them. No. I was into them. I thought you knew I didn't, I didn't get it. Why did you not like Suede? Because the music just seemed so, so fucking pompous. Uh, I was just like, oh, just fucking loads of posh boys, like, lardy darring about. I just couldn't connect to it. It felt like it was above me, and I tried to get into it. Brett Anderson's not posh. Brett Anderson is a working class Didn't know that. southerner. Does that change it all? Does that I change everything? I don't believe you. He's, he's not. He's, he's a working Fucking class bollocks. <laughs> just because he's, he's got affectations of poshness doesn't make him well, posh. Don't like that. Yeah, I feel like I've been deceived. <laughs> no, it's singing about being a fucking scumbag and, and stuff. And I'm like, well, you don't sound like a scumbag and you don't project yourself as a scumbag. When it comes on in a club, fucking so young or trash, I'll be like, this is quite good. I like, I like the sound of this. But if I sit down, which I have done, sit down with an album and try and slog my way through it, <laughs> get really fucking tired of that noise really quickly. How would you describe that noise? Just far, 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 far. <laughs> just like... <laughs> just someone far, far, far in over just... I don't know, the guitars, God, yeah. The most this... guitarists have had it, like, pretty great. Right, um, but what about Brett Anderson, the man, then? What do you think of him? No opinion on, <laughs> on him at all. I've Fuck d- me. I, just because I don't know anything about the guy. Oh, there's that fucking Polly Yates on the bed with Polly Yates yeah, thing. Yeah, big breakfast. Seen that. Um, comes across like a fucking awkward teenager. Oh, I'd say worse than that. He comes across like a prick. <laughs> Apparently, rumours are that he was on pills in that interview. Took five. He stayed up all night and he just he was taking pills. That's why it was so weird. If he was on five pills on that, he should be a lot more interesting than he is. He's just looking at his hand going, uh, are you trying to flirt with me? Because I don't know if I like it because I'm a bit yeah. so, uh, and Paul is I'm fucking, a bit above you. Paul is livid with him. It's just fucking TV. Put your fucking back in it. Yeah, I'd agree with this that. This is your yeah. job. He wasn't trying, was he? He was just being a bit of a wank. Yeah, um, how do you think he lost his virginity? <laughs> I'm going to kill this question. It's, it's not going anywhere. Oh, you fucking... Right, right in your face. Oh, no. I felt it hit the back of my throat. <laughs> For fuck's sake. It wouldn't be a famous first time episode without a classic non-fact. <laughs> Is that your answer to the question? I don't know how he lost right, his virginity. Right, forget it. Right. Do you know what? I don't even have his virginity story. Fucking hell. Well, he's guarded as fuck. But I have got some decent stuff and we'll end on a, on a big reveal. Let's, let's. Big shocking reveal. Okay, first off, this is his first shag with Justine Frischman. Uh, and this is from Cole Black Mornings, his first autobiography from 2018. Justine became almost a resident of Wilberforce Road <laughs> and would often lean against the formica worktop in the kitchen in her grey woolen Joseph dress charming everyone and chewing on a salad kebab while talking about Walter Gropius (laughs) politely between mouthfuls. 
One December night, however, towards Christmas 1987, when the house had been pretty much emptied of students for the holidays, she turned up at my doorstep and we jabbered and chattered deep into the cold black morning. And by the time we woke up again the next day, our relationship had changed forever. <laughs> See, that's as good as it gets, because he's obviously implying that that's the first shag, but we don't go into detail about it. But it means enough to him that he takes a line from that quote and he calls his book after it. Cold Black Mornings is the book title. Yeah. Chatted deep into the Cold Black Morning. He doesn't use yeah. that term anywhere else. This is just about his nightmare, right. Justine. And he's called his book that. What's his fucking wife going to think about that and his kids? <laughs> fucking dick. Girlfriend he's from 30 think years Think about ago. your kids. <laughs> think <laughs> about your kids, Brett. <laughs> right, uh, same book. And he talks about going on tour with Suede for this time. And this is what he says about going on tour and what you'd expect. I suppose this is probably the time for me to regale you with the stories of on-tour japery <laughs> and excess, the Dionysian sagas of glut and madness and bad behaviour, the misogynistic loaded style laddish cavalcade of birds and booze and frenzied overindulgence. Strangely though, I find it hard to remember touring in any detail, and what detail I can remember it just fits in with the cliches that everybody would expect. The predictable dreary blur of alcohol and narcotics and dalliances with kitten-eyed foreign women. Pretty good good quote, Brett. Pretty, pretty good quote, you pompous fucking cunt. <laughs> 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 yeah, look at him, he's, he's saying this, this is what you want to wear, and I can't remember, so he forgot. Why, why even bother with this? <laughs> <laughs> but, no. What a fucking waste of our time. <laughs> A little hint there, misogynistic, loaded style, laddish cavalcade of birds and booze. Yeah, he was well into all that. When he dropped his fucking bookish facade, he was right there with his knob out. He went, ladies, Brett Anderson, pop star knob right here, come on. (laughs) So his famous quote from Night Night 2 that's haunted him all his career was... I'm a bisexual man who's never had a homosexual experience. <laughs> I've heard that fucking lords. Yeah, he got fucking hauled over the coals for that shit, yeah. didn't he? And on surface level, rightly so, what a fucking stupid thing to say, what a nonsensical thing to say. It's not nonsense. I've I think there's plenty of people who are into shit that have never done the shit and just fantasize about it. But he didn't mean it like that. And he talks about what he really meant here. All right. This is an interview in the New Statesman in 2019. This is him talking about that quote, what he really meant. I was talking about songwriting at the time. It's a wonderful thing that society is now so much more accepting of those things. I do look back at the 90s and the slime misogyny of lots of the lads' bands. It was never overt, but there was that loaded culture, that men-behaving-badly culture, <laughs> which we deliberately distance ourselves from. It, they did. Swade had a much more fey vibe than He say, was not Oasis. fucking talking about songwriting when he said, I'm a fucking gay guy who's never been gay. He's not saying that. He's not, he's not saying, I'm writing a song about being gay, but I've... Never done it. Yeah, I think he's trying to rewrite history, though. In this interview with Neil Tennant in 1996, Neil Tennant brings it up and he goes, what do you think about that quote you said? And he says... Oh, God. No regrets about the quote. Only about the shit that I got from it. (laughs) You can't regret 
the backlash against something you've said, but not the thing you've said. That's just not possible. You can't have one without the other. He spoke about it this year in an interview with August Man. I famously describe myself as a bisexual man who'd never had a homosexual experience. I was very clunky. I was trying not to position myself anywhere sexually, but ended up being put into this entire bisexual camp. The whole point was to avoid these categories altogether. I had misunderstood the way the media works. There are no subtleties and you can't speak with nuance. A sense of sexual fluidity was definitely something I was trying to capture. And retrospectively, it does feel like our message then is incredibly current. I'm quite proud of that. Especially if you look at the context. The 90s were misogynistic with lads mags like Loaded. He's fucking got a big bee in his bonnet about Loaded, hasn't he? Yep, yep. Yet we were in the middle of it talking about gender fluidity. Woke before his time is what he's claiming. He's talking about his sexual orientation, whereas he's claiming last year in that interview in New Statesman. Oh, he's talking about songwriting. He's going to make out he's all about different things. It's just a dumb quote said by a kid. Just say, like, oh, just fucking off my head and yeah. just saying bullshit. You don't have to defend everything you, you've done when you were a kid. You can just say just some shit that I did. You've noticed he mentions loaded and shit a lot and lad culture. Yeah. So this next one, this is from his most recent oh, book. So he's going on about it again. But it's quite telling this. So this is from Afternoons with the Blinds Drawn, his 2019 book. And who is this a dig against? The cheeky, cockney, chappy role that had first been offered to me by the press and that I had obviously rejected was now being happily inhabited by groups of witless, opportunist mockneys, middle-class media geezers who had learned to drop their H's and flatten their mouths. <laughs> British life was being twisted into a carry-on film, an ugly vehicle for latent nationalism and sly misogyny. A cheap, beery, graceless cartoon bereft of passion or rage which cravenly hid feeling behind a brittle mask of irony. I think he might be talking about our good friends. <laughs> no Gallagher. <laughs> Wait, no. It's probably on about Damon Albarn. Yeah, of yeah. course, of course. But that is a pretty vicious tirade, that, isn't it? He's really yeah. gone in on it. There was no love lost between the two of these guys. But Damon doesn't even like carry-on films. <laughs> so he's just like, why don't they just sit down together and just just work it out? You know, they're not as different as he's making out. Yeah, they've got the same reference points, haven't they? All yeah. the time. It's just Brett is a bit, a bit smarter and knows not to go on about tits quite <laughs> as much. An ugly vehicle for latent nationalism and sly misogyny. I mean, he's fucking... It's a great quote, that. He's fucking definitely thought about that. Mm. That he's got that whole... That is not just slipping off his tongue, is it? No. That is 30 years of fucking rage, boiling rage, condensed into this vicious quote. It's too concise. And he's he's, he's giving away that he really cares. He's really angry at Damon still, after all these years. Bit bit embarrassing, man. Grown man. Yeah, it's like... Yeah, it's it's just in the same way that Damon just doesn't accept other people's sexuality, like fucking Madonna and shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this guy doesn't accept any anyone else's way of 
embracing British culture as it is. Yeah. Because, you know, there are those parts of British culture that are leery and, like, grotty and nationalistic. So you can't ignore them. And I think what Blur were doing was embracing and parodying every aspect of British life and then regurgitating it, whereas Suede just focused on whatever they thought was this great romantic image of the the Briton that he wanted to be. Whereas Damon was doing what the Kinks were doing, which is just like taking little snapshots of British life and writing songs about it. So I think he's being a bit harsh there, even though it's a very biting quote. I don't think it's very fair. Check this. This is a quote from Morrissey about Brett. There was a bit of a mix-up. Brett did an interview with The Face magazine and they made out that he kind of dissed Morrissey, even though he didn't. Brett really loves Morrissey. Yeah. I mean, Morrissey got wind of this interview and he, and he fucking turned at him. And this is what he said. I have never met Brett and I wouldn't wish to. <laughs> he seems like a deeply boring young man with Mr. Kipling crumbs in his bed. He'll never forgive God for not making him Angie Bowie. <laughs> It's my Morrissey impression. Though. We'll be doing Morrissey at some point, probably next series. So am I going to do him like this all this time? <laughs> Fuck me, it's going to kill you. I don't really <laughs> like it. And I don't think it's very accurate. <laughs> Good little diss though, that, isn't it? A deeply boring young man with Mr. Kipling. Yeah. He's not wrong about the boring. He's pretty boring, Brett. He doesn't say much exciting stuff. So in this interview with Neil Tennant in 1996... Neil asks him, have you ever had somebody who's having it off with, quote, Brett from Suede? Yes. <laughs> there are so many mind games going on. It's like, why are you doing this? It really cheapens it. You're in the middle of it, really getting off on it. And you think, oh my God, hang on. <laughs> but he is Brett from Suede. Otherwise they wouldn't be shagging him. What does he want? To like him for him, if he if he wasn't a pop star, yeah, he wants to be loved for what he is. Get over yourself, Brett. He wants You're to be fucking... loved for a pop star when he's being a pop star, and then just appreciated for being a person. I think he's been really precious. And about like, it. how fucking bad can it be if someone like you know looks at you adoringly because you're a pop star? And oh, don't look at me adoringly. Look at me like a an equal. Yeah, I don't hell. like it. This is ruining my sexual experience. It is you're what getting I... a fucking shag, mate. Right, so here's a couple of really rough stuff. These are from the official Suede biography, Suede, Love and Poison, first released in 2003 and reissued in 2013. And as it's official, that'll be signed off by all the band members. Right, so Brett has seen this book and he's gone, yeah, goodbye me. Right, and reissued in 2013. Okay? I like the fact that you have to clarify that. I know that this is going somewhere good. If you say, he's said that this is good... He said that this is okay, so everything's okay saying this. <laughs> I just don't want him coming back to us and saying, Luke, I didn't, I didn't approve that. It was a, it's official. It's a fucking official book, Brett. That, Stand by it. That bodes well. <laughs> <laughs> so this is from the book. Uh, they're in LA. To- touring in LA. <laughs> you know, I just glimpsed. I just glimpsed at what I'm going to say. <laughs> right, so they're in LA. And they had Chris. <laughs> right, right. So they're in LA. He's had crystal meth or crack for the first time. And. <laughs> right. Brett deflowered a young virgin 
then leapt on a table and demanded... <laughs> now, bring me a nine-year-old. <laughs> and he later said... Someone called him out on this. He later said... <laughs> it was just a silly joke, you know. Just some stupid thing you say when you're off your tits. It turned into some ridiculous thing. It was just a joke. <laughs> Have you ever joked about banging nine-year-old kids, Dom? Fucking, yeah, all the time. Every day of the week, man. Bit of a fucking insight into suede on tour, that, isn't it? I, I will give him the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> if you're off your tits, say, bring me a nine-year-old. <laughs> it's probably just something you're just saying to be a fucking shock <laughs> weirdo. I like the fact that it's happened and we've got to talk about it. And I like the fact that he's like really that. uncomfortable afterwards. He should be uncomfortable about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's fucking weird. And again, same book. Brett had met his latest flame in a pub called the Duke of Cornwall in Martin Kill a few months previously when she was only 16 and still at school. They went back to Brett's place in Moorhouse Road and predictably got off their faces. But when Brett awoke the next morning, she had disappeared. I didn't know where she'd gone, and she'd vaguely told me that she was at school somewhere around here. So I literally went round every school in the area trying to find her. I literally was banging on all these school doors saying, Do you know this girl called Annick? She's quite small and she's Indian. And I eventually found her. I found her school, which is down in Kensington High Street, uh, about three days later. <laughs> He's only around schools trying to pick up schoolgirls. That's fucked up. <laughs> that is beyond fucked up. Remember, official biography, Brett signed off on that. Cool, stick it in. Stick a name in. Stick Describe it in. her. That fucking Indian girl that I would try and shag. Tell tell people. <laughs> tell people that I was <laughs> going from school to school. No, no, no. No, Alec. She's fucking... She's little. She's Indian. She's fucking... Young as fuck, I want Shagger. Can you get me her? I want her. Yeah, he's an interesting guy, really, isn't he? When you look at him. I wouldn't have come up with this. If he'd have just tried about Shagger in, in interviews, he wouldn't have had to do this. He told us, I was sitting in my room, I was having a wank. That's all we wanted. I didn't know what was going to happen. I was looking at Dirty Magazine. It was Barbara Winter and wanking overloaded. You know, that would have been okay. Would have been fine. And then I wouldn't have had to do this, Brett. I wouldn't have had to out you as a pedo. He's 16 pedo. He was like in his early 20s, eh? It's, it's frowned upon. <laughs> <laughs> if you're in America, if you're listening in America, this guy is a pedo. If you're listening in Britain, he's just about managed to get away with he's it. He's a very bad man. He talks about it in his book, and he calls her the artist throughout the book. Rather than the schoolgirl, he calls her the artist. One evening, she comes to his house, and she starts to roll around on the floor, screaming. Uh, and neighbours call the police, and they think Brett's attacking her. Took her away to the station, calmed her down. And, and this is what he said about that incident. I didn't have the maturity at the time to do anything more than dismiss her behaviour as perverse. <laughs> but looking back, there may have been some troubling forces at work. The relationship was highly unconventional, fraught and sometimes passionate, and uh, fragmented by my increasingly skewed lifestyle. Yeah, highly unconventional. Fucking Lolita shit, this. <laughs> You're right, it's like the Lolita guy as well. Lowry over the top purple prose. This is what Lolita did. That fucking novel 
turned a bunch of fucking arty little geeks into perverts. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, I'm yeah. glad I never read it because I didn't like books. <laughs> Good for you. It's paid off. It's, it's paid off. Big twat. It's paid I off. I like women my own age. <laughs> and little girls can fuck off. Um... So he dismisses her behaviour as perverse rather than his own. Going around schools and looking for little kids. <laughs> yeah, why, is, why is it her fault, man? Stay Together. You know the song Stay Together? That's about her. It was a fucking great song. Do you know, do you know the song? Yeah, it's great. Stay Together. They never play it live. Didn't want it on compilations. Yeah, he didn't put it on an album because he knew a bit dodgy. Yeah, it could be that. He didn't want anyone to find it out. Then the fucking FFT boys come into town and sort this shit out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Woodward and Bernstein of shagging. We've Woodwooded you and we've Bernstein you and we've fucking Nixon you. <laughs> fucking Nixon, man. Right, so that's Brett done. Yeah, Bit more so. wilder than you'd expect, isn't it? It is. By the end. <laughs> it is. It got, it got interesting. Uh, bullshit. Bullshit skill. I took it all on face value. There was not one bit where I thought, the way up, you're not fucking telling the truth there. Yeah, I suppose it's not much bullshit. It's just all true, yeah. kind of pretty guarded stuff, yeah. So if if it's all true, then he's a fucking pedo. But on the other hand, if it's all true, what's all that shit he's saying about nine-year-olds? <laughs> so maybe job? it's not all true because he didn't really mean it all. Woke yeah. our cancelled. One more time, we're gonna rest your hands. Walk off, if it is be cancelled. One more time, we're gonna rest your hands. Walk off, if it is be cancelled. One more time, we're gonna rest your hands. Walk off, if it is be cancelled. I'm going to let you tear this one first. Okay. Oh, it's tricky, isn't it? Because like we were saying, gender fluidity before it was even a thing. Yeah. Super woke, very woke. Shagging schoolgirls. It's not that woke, that. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit out of order. So we're going to cancel him. We're going to have to, aren't we? I think if we didn't cancel him, we'd get cancelled. Good point. So fucking cancel him. Yeah, of course he's cancelled. Of course he's cancelled. <laughs> it's fucking children. <laughs> Little children. <laughs> Nine-year-old children. <laughs> Brett Anderson. Nine-year-old children. It is not something to joke about. And I'm hoping you are joking, because if you are not, God help you. <laughs> right, before we sign off, who would you rather fuck? Damon or Brett? Damon. Oh, Why? I don't know. I don't think he's ever sucked a dick, though, has he? Is that his dick sucked? Yeah, he's a he's a receiver. So yeah, what do, receiver. like if I'm going to have sex with Damon, I'm going to suck his dick. I want my dick sucked to you. He don't even lick Fanny, does he? He don't lick Fanny. He don't know what <laughs> do to anyone else. He just wants to be spread his peacock wings <laughs> What's this? and walk around with his boner getting slapped around. <laughs> Not slapping his boner around. <laughs> right. I, I would do Brett because he's prettier. He's a really pretty man. Definitely give him that. What? He's not better looking than fucking Damon Albarn. Fucking well is. In that Paul no, Yates interview, he's looking at him, he's like fucking out, like movie star shit. 
Yeah. Fucking Damon Albarn is like one of the best looking guys. Is he bollocks? Box standard lad. See him fucking down Weatherspoons. He's... Nay. You don't see fucking Damon Albarn's everywhere you go. You think Damon Albarn's better looking than Brett? You serious? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Brett's got incredible cheekbones. All of his features are like pointy and slim. Yeah, that's good. That's nice. He looks like a Muppet. <laughs> looks like a Jim Henson creation. Is he bollocks? I think you'd like rolling around. If you just want to roll around with boners on, just rolling <laughs> over each other, yeah. you'd probably be into that. I'd do that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that was Famous uh, First Time. That was a Justine Frischman's Boys episode. I hope yeah. you enjoyed it. Don't forget, send them to Brett and Damon. Send it to them, tweet them. Post it to him. Yeah. See him in the street, let him know. Let them both know. Make audio cassettes of it. Just record this onto a tape. Post it to his house. Just until he's got about six copies of it. <laughs> that's when he'll probably go, well, one of these I'm going to have to put on. <laughs> Keep getting these fucking tapes. In fact, I'll, I'll send one. So it's just another five we need. I think number six, that's when he's gonna he's either gonna call the police or <laughs> I'll put one of them on. Also check out Instagram Famous First Times, Twitter, give over. Yeah, you know, it's just famous first times everywhere. Search for it. Whatever podcast app you're listening on, give us a subscribe. Get them episodes coming straight into your inbox every time they're out. And leave us a five-star review and tell us how great we are. We'd really like our asses licked. We really, really would. I would really like my ass licked. Thank <laughs> you. See ya. See ya.